Hi, Brad. Hi, Sal. We've traveled a lot. And one thing I think that people might find helpful is if we talk a little bit about what's the decision process for accommodations? What what kind of accommodations do we normally stay in? Oh, uh, we like um, uh, private room, private bathroom. We don't always travel that way, but we try to do that. Okay, well, what does that mean? What do you say in like a hotel room? Well, yeah, <laughs> a hotel room would do that, but not always. Uh, we did Airbnb quite a bit. Yeah. We did, uh, I don't know if we ever used Wimdu or not. Um, I, I don't think we did, but that's an option. I've heard it's better in Europe, but I really just don't know. Airbnb did just fine. Uh, you know, Booking.com we've done a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, Expedia. So it just depends. Um, don't just look at one thing. So I remember we were talking to a couple on the uh, ferry down to Santorini, and they'd never heard of Airbnb, and, you know, they're staying at a $200 night hotel when, you know, we were staying for 40 <laughs> so. Uh, was that during the ferry strike or yeah. whatever, the airline strike? Airline strike, strike yeah. yeah. Right, and it's interesting. I mean, Airbnb is definitely evolving. When we first started traveling in 2016, we spent the first... First half of that year, I guess, roughly staying in Airbnbs. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, first seventy-five days. Oh, okay. So that's not accurate at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> bad, bad, bad recollection. Yeah. Then we had a bad experience, and we went to a small local hotel and really liked it. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and so we started staying at the smaller hotels more often. Yeah. It's nice because. Um, they usually include a breakfast so we can, you know, get up, get breakfast, get on with the day. Um, whereas, you know, Airbnb, you can have a kitchen. Um, right. So, I mean, you know, there's there's benefits to both. It really depends on how you like to travel. How you like to travel and what your budget's like. For us, using Airbnb f- helped us because of the kitchen. We were able to shop at the grocery store and prepare a lot of our own food which was a huge cost savings if you're traveling for a long period of time yeah. and you want to save some money, which most people who travel long term have to do that unless they're independently wealthy. Because yeah. we weren't working, we weren't earning any money. We had to save our money the best that we could. And, yeah. and that helped because, uh, you know, having a kitchen helps. Yeah. Well, it also depends on the country. I mean, you know, if you, we can go out and get a dinner for $3. <laughs> sure, in Southeast Asia or something. Yeah, even in... Um, Ecuador. Mm. Yeah, Ecuador. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just wasn't that... The cost savings there was so minimal, you know, it didn't matter. But other places, uh, it mattered a lot, so... Right, all over Western Europe, it's yeah. pretty spendy. Yeah. Compared to Eastern Europe or... Yeah, and then when we we had a Airbnb in Araclion, uh, uh in Greece, yeah. and it was stunk because whoever had that place used tobacco products inside. They, the whole place just stunk like cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah, no. And it there was, were it cockroaches, was... so we just left. We bailed, told the guy we wanted our money back for the nights we didn't stay because the conditions were unacceptable. Airbnb wasn't super helpful in resolving that problem. We never got our money back for the nights that we didn't stay. So it was disappointing and we were we were annoyed and we ended up using 
other uh, booking engines to find places to stay. Almost the rest of the, at least the first half of that year. I mean, they yeah. lost 200 days of business. Right, because so, they were not responsive. Yeah. And that's, you know, and they don't, they list, you don't have the option of putting a filter in saying that you only want to stay in non-smoking facilities. They may have changed that at the time. They were, there. you could look in the... Um, specifications for the property and it would say smoking is not allowed well there's also a difference that particular place you know there we've stayed in rooms that have been smoked in before and it's not a big deal this reeked i mean it it wasn't it was like they closed all the doors and windows and smoked a few cartons of cigarettes over the past week and never even bothered to try to air it out it it was beyond not acceptable so we had another bad experience at an Airbnb, but we didn't really do anything about it. And that was in Rome. We were staying in a in an apartment that had a two bedroom apartment that had a shared bathroom and shared kitchen. Yeah. So we had a private private room, and the other people had a private room. And they came in from the club at six in the morning, puked all over the bathroom, didn't clean it up, and then smoked in their bedroom whilst we were staying there. And then. That was pretty gross, but the Airbnb host was super responsive. I texted him when we were uh, out that morning after we just got up and left because we didn't want to be in the house with the pukey bathroom, and he he took care of it immediately. When we got back, uh, it was everything was cleaned up, and and those guests were gone. Yeah. So that's kind of the proper way to deal with that. If uh, if you're a host, if you're an Airbnb host, you got to yeah. take care of people. And we did in Vienna. We stayed with a shared bathroom and, uh, you know, rules, you know, 15 minutes. You don't dry your hair. You don't put on your makeup. You're in and out of the bathroom. And, you know, we've had people drying their hair. There was some guy in there for 45 minutes. Like, finally, you know, you know I knocked on the door like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. You know, it's. I, that was <laughs> a, that was like four bedrooms and one bathroom. Yeah. And then on our last day there, we found out that there was another bathroom on the second level. Right. So they never right told there. us. So that, yeah. so you know, having a private room with a private bath can be better, but sometimes that's more expensive. It just depends on. It really depends on where you are. So yeah, you know, if you're in London, yeah, it's it's gonna cost you. And yeah. we, I guess we still had a private bathroom. It just wasn't in the bedroom. <laughs> so yeah, it was just to- a, a sink and a toilet, right. and then the shower we shared with uh, the owner. Yeah. But there was no problem with that. That worked out just fine. And it was still expensive to stay in London <laughs> compared yeah, to everywhere else. Well, been, yeah. So. I mean, look at where we were. Yeah, I mean, we were right right downtown. <laughs> but now yeah. I notice that there are small boutique hotels that are listed on Airbnb as well. So you can look on booking.com and find the same exact accommodations on Airbnb, which seems like it's not exactly what... I was imagining Airbnb was all about, but things are changing. Things are evolving. Yeah. And it always will. I mean, you know, you can listen to this in in five years and, uh, you know, Airbnb either won't exist or they'll be running the planet. I mean, you know, who knows? (laughs) There were some places that we stayed where it was the person who was living there and they were renting out their room or their, their room with a private bath. But there were also places, that a lot of places that we stayed at that were furnished apartments that were solely for the purpose of airbnb rental yeah that came up a lot and i think people people um may not be aware of that they 
probably the person you meet with is just a property manager, not even the actual owner. Yeah, I would a lot say of so the time. Too. Yeah, in IKEA. Oh, <laughs> IKEA's got to be making a killing with all these Airbnb. Everything in the every one of these apartments, virtually all the the dishware and a lot of the furniture was IKEA furniture. Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah. What else? Do your research. Yeah. I would say generally the cost of your accommodations per night, if you're paying fifty dollars a night for accommodations, that if you're if you're traveling affordably, your food and tourism experience is gonna cost about the same thing for two people for that day. That's kind of how it worked out for us. If we spent thirty dollars on our Airbnb, it cost us about $30 that day for all of our food and beverage, all of our museums, whatever we did that day. Yeah. Also, we should mention Hostel World. We have stayed in some hostels. Um, yeah. We've, we've stayed in private rooms. We haven't stayed in the, you know, 10 person in a room. Okay. Um, but, you know, if you're single and you want to meet people, that's where you need to stay. Totally. You will... You'll run into people from all over the world and you'll, there. you know, you can exchange, oh, we did this, it was fabulous, or, you know, don't bother with that. Yeah. So uh, it's well worth, uh, and even like we had, you know, sh- dinners together with everybody so we could mm-hmm. share what everyone did that day and what was good and bad. So Yeah, that um, was nice. Yeah, hostels are, are definitely uh, should be in play. And even if you want the private room, private bathroom, you can get that in most hostels. Uh, the thing about hostel pricing is it's usually per person, and that's sort of what kept us away from using a lot of hostels is because we wanted to save money. Yeah, We could oh. stay cheaper a lot of the time in uh, Airbnb or a hotel room than we could a hostel. Right, yeah, the hostel's 20 or 25 a night. I can get a... Per person. Yeah, and I can get for 40 bucks. I'm in a, a nice, you know, apartment. So sure. It, uh, you know, really, and, you know, we're not looking to party so much. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, we get up early and try to get out and get the sights in the morning and then, um, you know, something. Yeah. And we're pretty much back by five and, um, you know, have a nice dinner. and. Yeah. Um, and I think you just have to change your standard about how you how comfortable you are to stay. This last trip to Africa, we stayed in a hotel in Johannesburg after staying in... I would say boutique accommodations in Egypt, a hundred percent. And it was so nice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a warm shower and a clean, expansive bathroom. And, Oh, those sheets were so, that bed was so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. But that was 80 bucks a night yeah. compared to 30. So, you know, we're staying there for six days, 30 bucks a night as opposed to 80 bucks a night. That's yeah. considerable savings. Yeah. So. And, you know, depending on how long you're traveling and what you're doing. So so if you're planning a long trip, my suggestion is just do a little bit of research. You can kind of gauge pretty quickly on the Internet looking for, you can go on Booking.com and go on Airbnb and get some pricing to see what's possible. And then you can have a good sense of how much you should be paying and what's going to work with your budget. You could do it super fast. Yes. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Al.